I'm Nadelle, and I want to welcome you to Beyond the Booty podcast. I have a passion to see women thrive and take control of our health, our hearts, our identity, and our life. This podcast will focus on identity, relationships, faith, health, and so much more. It will be a place where women are encouraged to discover our worth and empowers us to thrive whole and healed in a society that celebrates brokenness. I'm so happy you've joined the conversation. Hey everyone, welcome to Beyond the Booty. I'm so happy you've joined me today. Today I'm gonna be talking about something that affects so many people and and it's a topic that has really come to the forefront um, in terms of mental health and more people are being honest about it these days and more people are talking about it than ever before. Um, And that's panic, fear, and anxiety. This is something that I battled for many, many years Um, and have now had victory over. So I really wanted to tell my story in hopes that it will bring some hope to you and some um, relief that you're not alone, that, you know, people out there are, are battling the same things and there is a way out. So But I have to be honest with you, I actually put off writing about my battle with fear, anxiety, and panic attacks for some time now. Um, And I'll tell you why. I don't have a society-accepted solution for fear, anxiety, and panic attacks. I debated how I wanted to serve this up to, to the audience and what I could say that might bring hope and comfort, but I also knew that if I tried to sugarcoat this, that you would remain in bondage to this often debilitating attack. So... Hollywood would probably frown at me for giving away the ending at the beginning, you know, pros that write blogs and do podcasts and make movies would likely suggest that I should be building up to what I'm going to eventually say, but I'm going to ignore the pros in this case and I'm going to ruin the ending right now. Um, Ready for this? I fought a six year long battle against severe fear and panic attacks using my words. I know, I'm gonna give you a minute to wonder if you just heard what I said, yes. I fought a six year long battle against severe fear and panic attacks using my words, and I won. Um, When I was just eight years old, I'm gonna give you just a little bit of a backstory. I actually started to feel a dark presence in my bedroom every single night. That dark presence would surround me And I'd end up clenching my body, closing my eyes, and really begging this presence not to possess my body. Um, It really felt like there was almost a demonic presence. It was very, very dark. It was scary. Um, And it wasn't the boogeyman like normal kids, you know, may have felt. I was about eight or nine years old when this started, so I was a little bit old for the boogeyman. Um, But it was really this darkness that just hovered over me, and it constantly... Uh, made me feel like I I was going to be possessed. That was my fear. Um, and I knew two prayers as a child with a Catholic upbringing. I knew the Lord's Prayer and I knew the Hail Mary. And so I would recite them over and over, toggling between the English and Chaldean versions until I'd fall asleep each night. And for several years, I battled what I now know was a demonic attack each night. Um, I despise the night hours. It took me a very long time and finally some revelation from the word of God um, to finally overcome the fear of nighttime. I hated the night and I anticipated a battle and it never failed to wage its war on my young life. Um, 
There was actually a verse in the Bible that said God made the light and the darkness. And, and way into my late 20s, when I saw that was the first time that I really overcame this dread that came when the sun set. And so anyway, as a child, one year, it, it just stopped. It, it just went away and, and I was grateful. But then fear reared its ugly head. Um, at 25, I called my then boyfriend, Matt, who you guys may or may not know. If you're a new listener, Matt was my husband that passed away a few years ago from a battle with cancer. Um, but he was my boyfriend at the time. And I called him and told him that I wasn't sure what was happening to me, but that I may need to go to the hospital. This was my first panic attack. I was breathing heavily. My body had broken out in hives all over my back and down my arms, up my neck. And by the time he had driven over, the hives had started to subside and I was breathing normally. I had no idea in that moment that I was about to embark on over six years of severe panic attacks and anxiety that would leave me paralyzed. Matt and I just both looked at each other, um, confused and figured that it was something I ate. We thought that I had had allergic reaction to something. The next episode happened to similar symptoms just a few weeks later. Again, I put it aside, but they kept happening and I became more and more quiet about them. I felt like I was going crazy. They eventually just dissipated and my cry for help was getting pretty old. And I started battling whatever was happening to me alone. And that's what happens with fear, fear, anxiety, um, and panic attacks is a lot of the time you feel like you're going crazy. People that don't have these don't really understand. And so you end up really fighting alone and battling this, this, um, this mental disorder alone or this attack, I should say alone. Um, fear in itself, it's, it's really just the opposite of hope. It's the opposite of faith. Um, I should say, not hope, excuse me. Faith is really having a great outlook for the future, a positive outlook for the future. And fear is that same faith, but it's a negative twist on it. And so um, at the time, I didn't know. I knew that I had a lot of different fears. I knew that I was afraid of the future. I did have somewhat of a doom and gloom because of my upbringing and lots of different things that played a factor. But you know, what the anxiety and panic attacks themselves just started to come out of nowhere. And I know that that was a buildup of stress and fear that I had led into my life and led into my mind and, um, and really into even my body. Cause my body was responding to all of these different fears that I was taking on. So anyway, um, Matt and I were leaving our hometown of Michigan for our new adventure in Chicago at 26, when I was 26 years old. And we packed up our Ford Explorer and started to drive towards our new city, Chicago. About midway through the drive, I had my first panic attack that was different than the others that I had had. I couldn't breathe this time and my head felt like there was a helmet that was tightening around it by the second. My arms and my feet, my limbs were going numb. I turned to Matt, I was scared and literally panicked and I demanded that he find a hospital because I was sure that I was dying in that moment. Um, by the time Matt had found the hospital, the attack had subsided. He looked at me and asked if we were gonna go in. I just shrugged my shoulders because I was so embarrassed that I had detoured us completely and now I didn't need the ER. So we sat in the hospital parking lot for about an hour in case things changed for the worse. 
Um, but they didn't. I didn't end up having another attack and we eventually got back on the road, both still unsure of what was happening to my health at that time. Keep in mind that this was many years ago and I had no idea what anxiety and panic attacks were. I, I hadn't known anyone that had ever talked about this. I wasn't versed enough to identify what was happening and these were not prevalent topics like they are today. So as the years went on, the attacks just got stronger and more frequent. I went to the hospital a few times and the results always came back normal. They would check my heart, my scans, uh, my monitors. They all just revealed a healthy body, Um, but I didn't feel healthy. I lived in fear of my next episode and I continued to get more and more silent about my personal health. So when Matt and I moved to LA just a little over two years later, the attacks continued to get more frequent and we were now, they were now an almost daily occurrence. There wasn't a specific event that brought them on either. I know a lot of times doctors, um, you know, will say to people, well, you know, try to identify what's bringing them on. Is it before you're going into a big meeting or is it, you know, a stressful situation? I would have them in the car, at the grocery store. They would happen during a date night when I was calm and relaxed. Um, They would happen in the middle of me presenting to a client. It really didn't matter and they were ruthless. And my fear began to build up as I anticipated the next one and I became a slave to the cycle of fear, anxiety, and severe panic attacks. This was just my life now and and I still had no idea that this was in fact what I was dealing with. So eventually I was armed with a diagnosis. I went to see a doctor now nearly six years into my suffering, still unsure that what I was experiencing was anxiety and panic attacks. No one that I had previously seen had actually diagnosed me. They would simply run the tests and tell me that everything looked normal. This doctor was the first one that asked me a series of questions and I told her about the helmet around my head, the numbness in my limbs, the shortness of breath, and my paralyzing fear. She just nodded and she just would ask me more questions. I finally asked her, am I dying? Um, She didn't answer. She just excused herself for a moment, but she left her chart sitting on the sink in front of me. I'll be right back. I'm going to go order some blood testing, she had said. So when she left the room, I walked over to the chart that she was writing on and I glanced over where she had written a synopsis of my life. Young white woman, overall healthy, complaining of X, Y, and Z. She wrote all the things that I I previously said. And then at the very bottom of her page, I saw the words that shocked me. Suffering from anxiety and panic disorder. Uh, Who, me? I said out loud. I was truly shocked. I couldn't believe that she had just diagnosed me with this. I became angry, insulted, but I was also relieved. I finally knew what this was and that I wasn't crazy. I walked out of the room before she ever returned and I proceeded to my car. Yes, I abandoned the appointment. (laughs) Thinking back now, I'm not certain why I abandoned the appointment. I think after so many years of no answers, I was just relieved to have some diagnosis of what was happening to me. I think that I was afraid that she was about to prescribe me medications and I didn't want any medications. I think a part of me didn't need the blood test because I knew that those would just be normal again. And I think that I was just ready to go home and tell Matt that I was suffering from anxiety and panic disorder and that we needed to pray. The new information wasn't enough to stop the attacks, however. Um, In fact, they got worse. 
I would call Matt from the road and tell him that I was having a full on panic attack and he'd try to talk me down and pray with me. But the physical symptoms were so horrific and they made the mental part worse as I panicked even more, sending myself into a tornado of chaos. If you've had these, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But I finally got sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yes, we've all heard that term before. Um, And none of us will truly ever go after healing in any capacity until we get sick and tired of being sick and tired. So one day I was sitting on my living room couch and I started to have another full on panic attack. As I went through it, I started just bawling. I couldn't believe that this was my life. I was either having an attack or I was living in fear at when the next one would come. I was practically a prisoner. After that particular one ended, I started crying out to God and I said, God, I don't want to suffer anymore. I'm so tired of this and I want to get well. That was what I said. I was so angry that this was my existence, but also I was so desperate to get well. I felt God tell me to arm myself with his word. Now, you might be wondering what I mean when I say that God told me. I've written about ways to hear from God. I'm going to continue to write about that and give you guys a lot of practical faith tips as we go over the next few weeks. But I had been a a believer now for over six years and I knew God. I understood the word of God and I'd been building on my relationship with God since the age of 26. So in my Bible reading and my worship and quiet time with God, he often speaks to me and reveals things to me in my heart. Um, By the way, this is a normal part of a relationship with God for all of us if we give our heart to him and if we pursue him. So I'm not special or unique. You have access to the same God and you have access to hearing his uh, voice in your life as well. So anyway, I hear God in my spirit say, fear is not from me. Okay. And so with this, I ended up looking up scripture that speaks about fear and I found Second Timothy 1 7 that says this for God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind a sound mind that last part pierced my heart and I started just crying knowing that I had just picked up the tool that I would take into the war for my breakthrough So in case you missed it <laughs> um, and you know it's been a little bit subtle I was a believer who loved God. I read his word, I knew his word, and I worshiped constantly, but I still suffered from panic and anxiety and fear. Why? Because the one who loves God isn't immune from attacks, but he does arm us with the weapons to win against any attack once we actually decide to use them. So the weapon that I use didn't come in the form of a pill bottle. It came in the form of my words. The fight was on and I knew what I had to do. By the way, just as a side note, the Bible talks about how our words are powerful. Um, When Matt was dying, I, I got the same message over and over again in the form of a song. So every time I'd get in the car to drive to the hospital, the song Speak Life, there was a song called Speak Life at the time. Um, would come on like no kidding every single time I got in the car to drive to the hospital the same song would come on the radio and play 
And so, um, so God was just reminding me in that season to speak life, speak life, because our words are very powerful. Our, what we say has an impact. The Bible talks about how death and life are in the power of the tongue. So that means that God's word is very powerful. And so this is why God told me this, that fear is not from me and to arm myself with um with using my words in this case so he gave me the tool he gave me the tool for what i should be doing next so anyway the next time a panic attack came on and it came the next day because now they were so frequent they were almost daily they were about four times a week i just started saying god did not give me a spirit of fear but of power and of love and a sound mind i would repeat this over and over until the panic attack stopped now, it was no different than any other attack, and it's, I still went through all of the physical and mental aspects and the time frame of the actual attack, you know, the several minutes that it would last was the same. But I kept repeating God's word this time. That was really the only difference. I kept saying God did not give me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind, and I went through the attack. So guess what happened? <laughs> You're probably waiting for me to tell you that I was set free instantly. Um, no, the attacks actually intensified. Um, they came at me hard and fast and frequent. Now, this may sound scary and this may sound discouraging. Just stay with me. Um, here's some truth. When you finally decide to take control of your mind and you began to declare God's powerful word over your situation, the enemy is going to fight you even harder at least for a time, but that's okay because that's actually proof that you're getting somewhere. Now this goes for any other aspect of your life. You may realize that right when you're about to get breakthrough, things start to really go wrong or right when you're on the verge of doing something amazing, things seem to fall apart in other areas. Yeah, that's because the enemy doesn't want you to get ahead, but that's okay because God is stronger. Um, and you're breaking through the bondage. That's what that means. So keep going. So anyway, the attacks worsened. They were the worst when I was in the shower. And I think normally the shower is my sanctuary. It's normally where I'm the most clear. It's normally where I think a lot. Um, but every time I would step in the shower, again, normally my sanctuary, I would go into the biggest battle of my life. I would literally stand in the shower paralyzed from fear because I could feel the dark presence around me, the the attack would intensify around me. Um, and yet I never stopped speaking my verse. I would just say, God did not give me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. At times it became so severe that I would write the name Jesus in the steam in the shower on the glass door. I was so scared, um, but I didn't stop saying the words. I just knew that I had to keep speaking God's word over what was happening in my life because the alternative was that I would have to go and get on medication and I wasn't willing to do that. So it would take me six months of the most intense battle that I have experienced to this day. And then one day I didn't have one anymore. And then one day turned into two days and two days turned into three, then a week passed and then a month. And now as I sit here today, eight years have passed where I've been anxiety and panic attack free. I won against the darkness that tried to overtake me using the word of God and my mouth to speak it out. 
Now, I was delivered without medication and without a psychiatrist. Now, please understand, I don't have anything against medical help or attention. Um, this is simply my story of how God gave me the tools to fight a battle that tormented me. Those same tools are available for all of us, and it is the word of God. Um, the word of God is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword, according to Hebrews 4.12. And in many instances, we can slice through the battles of this life armed with the word that does not fail. Now, if you are seeking medical attention, if you are seeing a psychiatrist, if you are seeking outside help, I am not speaking against that. Um, please do what you feel is right for you, for yourself and your family. This is simply something that happened for me and God is no respecter of persons. So what that means is that if he can do this for me, it may be worth a try for you. That's all I'm going to say. Anxiety and panic and fear are a very real thing um, for those who suffer. This is a debilitating disorder and a lot of us end up suffering quietly because you don't want to keep hearing people say something like, breathe, you're fine, <laughs> because the truth is you can't just breathe and you certainly don't feel fine. But the truth is that although you are not fine right now, you don't have to settle for this attack and for this being your reality. There is hope and his name is Jesus. There's a weapon that provides breakthrough and it's the word of God. It works, it's available, it's alive, and it set me free. Now, I look back on that time and I can now see the blessing of having gone through something so horrific so that I can relate to an entire world that suffers quietly. I also know why God had me walk through that battle for over six months. You see, God could have delivered me the minute I received and spoke his word and believed what he showed me. However, that was the year that God taught me the power of using his word and my mouth to fight battles on this earth and get victory. If you don't know this amazing and powerful God, you can simply ask him to reveal himself to you. Then you want to get into your Bible and see what it says for yourself. He is true to keep his word. Together, we crushed my fears. I'll leave you with one last verse. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory in Deuteronomy 24. That is it for me. That's my story. If you have questions, please ask me. If you're not sure um, about any part of this, please write me. I answer every single, every single um, comment that's left on my blog as well as on this podcast. You can also email me. Um, and you can find all that information at beyondthebooty.com. Also, if you have not subscribed, please subscribe so that you don't miss any podcast that comes up. I'm going to be doing a series called Practical Faith, where um, we're going to be talking about how to implement things practically because we all need practical um, tips. So share this with all of your friends. If this is something that you try and you get victory, please share that with me. I would love to hear how God works in your life because I know that he does. And I know that, um, what I experienced is real and true. And this 100% worked. So I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Please let me know, um, if there's anything you want to hear from me and I'll talk to you guys soon.